gentlemen, welcome to episode 31 of He Book, She Book. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And I am honestly still coming down from Cloud9 after the AEW All Out pay-per-view. And I'm still blown away this week with Ruby Soho, Daniel Bryanson. No, what's his name? Brian Brian Danielson. Danielson. Yeah, Daniel Bryanson. It's all the same person. I'll figure it out. Uh, Everybody, CM Punk, all of them, Adam Cole, they're all on AEW now. And I feel like we need to start our show with more AEW talk. We had our first full week of we get like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson on All See, Out. We'll figure Adam it out. Cole gets a promo. He's starting to do some heel tactics, starting to get in Tony Schiavone's face, which was fun. Um, CM Punk moving on already from Darby Allen. And yet not a lot of outside news. It no. all just seemed to be contained within the shows, which is good because usually when there's news outside of you know, the actual shows, it's been negative this year. But no releases, no crazy news, just really some solid shows. Um, SmackDown and Dynamite, and I mean Rampage included, were all as usual dragged. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we want to start on positive notes. We're going to talk about AEW first. Definitely. We can. Malachi Black is here still with the whole Rhodes family. Dustin Rhodes is in the ring with him. Yeah, he's trying to kill every he's, single all of them. member of the Nightmare family, and Dustin just happens to be next. Yeah, and he won, so who's next after Dustin? I don't know. I feel like Cody has to be back soon anyway. They did bring his boot out at one point during the match. Um, the match was okay. I know that they keep pushing that like Dustin's in the best shape of his career. Yeah, which is so weird and mean to say. I, yeah, I get what you're saying, like how it's like... Listen, he's not in the best shape of his life, but he's in great shape. Yes, he is actually he is absolutely in great shape. Um, but I mean, this was a fine match. Ma- er, Malachi Black gets the win, and yeah, I feel like there's not many people left for him to go through. Um, but that's why I expect Cody to be back some point soon. Do you think him and Punk would have a match, or do we think that Malachi's like not there yet? I don't think we're there yet. Okay. I think it has to lead back to. Malachi and Cody one more time at some point. I don't know when that is. Maybe it's full year, but we have to come back to that at some point before Malachi Black moves on. And Punk is going to Team FTW. Very weird. He's moving on. He wants to face Taz's group of yeah, children. Yeah, the whole group. Yeah, he wants Hook. Well, I mean, it, really, all he has now is Hook and Hobbs because mm-hmm. Brian Cage is no longer with them. And that's also not over. So it's very confusing to me as the viewer because Brian Cage had a promo talking about how he wants to take out Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks has a promo about how he wants to take out Brian Cage. Meanwhile, CM Punk has his eyes set on Team Taz, and does that mean that we're getting Hook first, or Hobbs first, or... I don't know what we're doing here yet. It was a very... It was kind of random to me, but I like... Hobbs is one of those guys that Punk has talked about. Yeah. And Starks is one of those guys that... um, Punk has talked about. And And Taz makes that known. Yes, because Punk is going through names of guys he wants to work with next, and Taz just stands up and is like, keep our names out of your mouth, and he didn't say any of their names, Mm -mm. which made this feel very weird. But he did on, like, social media, so that's where it was coming from. Yeah, and, like, that wasn't really made clear. No, like, I didn't know that until you said that. Exactly. You said that, like, randomly. I was like, he didn't say those names, though. (laughs) It was so weird for Taz to get up like that, and even Punk was like, I didn't say any of their names. What are you talking about? So that was confusing, but I get what they're trying to build up to. Like how quick he moved on from Darby Allen. Like, we're not going to just constantly see the same faces, 
like we do in another organization. Like, we're seeing different faces. He came out and said, I want to fight this person, and I want to fight this person, and I want to fight this person. Like, he wants to... He wants to have as many matches as he can with as many people as he can, and I, I love that about All Elite in general. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like we're going to continue. I thought we would get more Darby matches. I think we might later, like, when it can kind of be, like, fresh again. Yeah, I mean, it, it, everything with Punk right now is going to be fresh regardless. There's Exactly. Nothing, and, like, I get that he... I don't know how many matches he has that, like, he's going to do every year. Yeah. Um... They've said that, like, he is full-time. This is not, like, wrestle, go away, wrestle, go away. But I get that he... I mean, he is 41 years old. There's only, there's a finite amount of time that he has left, and he wants to work with those young guys while he's here. The interesting aspect of that is that there's another guy that just came in that is going straight to the top, which we'll get to later, but Punk is fine kind of being in the middle right now. Yeah, he wants to see... The talent that basically he wanted to wrestle when he was younger wrestling. Like, the same type of people that had the same type of mindset that he had. And now he gets to do that. It just so happens that they're way younger than him and they're new guys. And he's, like, an older guy coming into it ready to go. But he's ready to go. And I want to see these matches. It would be cool to see him against a lot of different people. I, I loved the match between him and Darby Allen. I'd love to see it again. But it would be cool to see him against other people first, you know? Yeah, I think... I guess he'll move on and we'll get, like, Punk versus Hobbs, which will be, like, an interesting clash. I'm not yeah. sure how they build that. Punk does use Taz's, like, infamous beat me if you can, survive if I'll let you catchphrase, which was nice. Got a little bit of a pop from the crowd, from the people that recognized it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, he's bringing the old school way into, like, the new school of wrestling, which is nice because, I mean, the new school that WWE was starting to give us was just not what we wanted uh, but AEW is going more old-fashioned with, like, Punk wants to work... Punk, Punk wants to be the vet that is coming back to work the younger group. Yeah. And, he again, he doesn't have too much time left, I'm assuming, but make the most of it. That's exactly right. And you know who else is making the most of their AEW career so far? Ruby Soho. Positioned pretty freaking well for somebody that just came in. For real. Like, she comes into this backstage promo, and she is there saying, I know Britt Baker's your girl, I'm going to beat her. Like, because apparently her and Britt Baker knew each other. Yeah. Apparently, Ruby Soho basically helped Britt get to where she's at. Yeah. And And the the funny thing is that she's doing this backstage interview with Shivani, Mm -hmm. who is Britt Baker's, like, best friend. And it's super weird for... These kind of interactions, because Shivani is, like, more of a face character for, like, the background interviewer, which most background interviewers are. Yeah. But he's, a, like, best friends with the heel champion. So it's it awkward. Happens. for Like, that's why Ruby was like, you know, I, I hate to beat up your friend, but Ruby is positioned already at the top. And I think that's perfect for her, because mm-hmm. she is going to be used. She's already had a couple matches already. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to miss out on these weeks. Like, she was left... Britt Baker to the perfect line, like, you know, the way you spent your time in catering the last three years was brutal, because it's true. It just, like, damn. Exactly. Like, like that that was right in the heart. And now Ruby is going to be used week in, week out, Mm -hmm. and that's the perfect spot for her. Yeah, she beat Britt Baker's girl. Yeah. And she's gonna... Jamie Hayter. Yep. Who is also being used a ton since she debuted. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ruby and... 
Brent will have their match, I believe, at full gear. And in the meantime, I guess we just do more Ruby maybe beats up Rebel or Brent. Yeah, I, I think don't... Ruby's going to kind of like, in a sense, show like what she's made of before she gets to the top, which is Britt Baker. But like anybody who's a fan of Ruby knows yeah, what Ruby's made of. Exactly. Yeah. But I think this is for, well, to fill time, honestly, until she gets that big match at a pay-per-view. Like, I think there's a way that they're going to make this more personal to build it up a little bit yeah. more. Because right now it's just like, oh, it's Ruby Riot versus Britt Baker, which is fun. Yeah. It's great. But I'll like if it. she takes out all of Britt Baker's little gang and yes. you know then she keeps saying all these things about when they were in the indies together and blah 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 all of that stuff like it, they can build Brit, it they're giving Britt the upper hand mm-hmm. in like the promos let ruby get like the upper well, hand even in the after ring, this and ruby wins and Britt baker attacks her of course you know Naturally. all they all start to attack her and i think a couple people came out for ruby but yeah chris statlander and mm-hmm. reno come out to get the save to help ruby they had like a uh, a tag match later on i think on rampage but, yeah, I mean, that's what we're building right now, is we have a good amount of women mm-hmm. on the AEW roster. A lot of them are very young, very, like, fresh. Uh, but that's why Ruby coming in is perfect, because she's already there. She's yeah. already at that level for Britt. Mm-hmm. And Britt needed somebody else to go against while people like um, my favorite, Serena Deeb, is on the shelf. Yeah. That's a shame. When does she come back? I don't know. It wasn't like I was a, say, have we even heard anything about yeah, her? It's not like a quick injury. It's not one of those. But like, there's people, there's women in NWA and Ring of Honor that can come and face Brit in the meantime. Yeah, because AEW has that door. Exactly. But it's nice the AEW has Ruby signed, mm-hmm. and like that's that's going to be their girl to position against Brit. I mean, you could do this for months. It's nice that AEW uses their women. Yeah, you know? we'll get to that. Puts them on shows. Yeah. Even if they're not at Madison Square Garden. Anyway, MJF is also here coming out saying that everything is extremely biased against him. And that's why he lost against Jericho. I love this guy. He's so good. He's amazing. He is an amazing heel. Just what everything that comes out of his mic. Even So he's talking shit to Brian Pillman's family. And when Brian Pillman Jr. comes out, even MJF says... You're going against the MJF on the mic. Like, yeah, you're what out an your idiot! Mind. Yeah, what an idiot! No, it, it wasn't. Um, I mean, it, it's fine because I'm good with us elevating Brian Pillman Jr. And it was in Cincinnati. It's his hometown. Yes. Give them, give the face pop in the hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, which is something that WWE refuses to do. I know it's so crazy. But like, I mean, AEW used this position right because you had Brian Pillman's daughter also in the crowd, mm-hmm. pregnant, and. And MJF his m- and grandma? His yeah. Or mom? One of them. Mm-hmm. And MJF just goes in on them. Which is funny, because when Punk was here, Punk was the complete opposite. Yeah, hugging when on When he them. saw them, Thank he was you. like, you're an amazing woman, and you blah, 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 you're the great family. Gives them a hug afterwards when he gets off of the mic. Total polar opposites. And then, obviously, Brian Pillman Jr. is not going to handle somebody speaking to his family that way. MJF had some really just deep cuts yes um just got really personal especially when they start when they got like face to face yes and we we get this match and i mean it's again i like that we are bringing up someone like brian pillman mm-hmm. who the fans will get behind brian pillman jr and he's a guy that he has like a lot of fire a lot of potential i think he's one of those guys that punk also mentioned for later on but that's got to be 
Yeah, build him up a little bit first. Exactly. And the MJF stuff made me think about, I cannot wait, because you had those polar opposites of how Punk treated the family and how MJF treated yes. the family. Punk is still in this honeymoon phase mm-hmm. of, like, he's going to get crowd pops everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Anything he says, anything he does, the fans are going to be behind him. But there is a better side, a more entertaining side, to CM Punk if he takes on that heel role. And it's going to be hard to get the fans to boo him, and it's not going to be for a while, but that is the punk that I'm waiting for. Well, that's the punk that everybody knows and loves, even though right now everybody's very excited for, like, face punk. But heel punk is who everybody loves. Of course. You know, so, I don't know, it's interesting to see it now play out because we have such a great heel in MJF. But you can have a lot of great heels. Yeah, I mean, you could never have... You have to have as many heels as you have good faces, at least. Yeah. Because you're not going to get a good baby face unless there's a heel to go against them. Like, the best superheroes have a supervillain to counterpart, right? Uh, But then we have the biggest heels in wrestling, the Elite, come out. And one of the best baby faces. I mean, these guys, I mean, yeah. It's it's tough for me to think that I have to boo Adam Cole because I won't. Yeah, I won't do it. Uh, but the elite come out, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Gallus and Anderson, they're all out in the ring, and they introduce their boy, Adam Cole, who has some things to say. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things he does is just go in on Tony Schiavone. Yo. How dare you be friends with my girl, <laughs> stay away from Britt Baker, get out of my ring, you nerd, and just kept he, calling he him just a nerd. Kept, like, kept telling him to get out of the ring, get out of the ring, get out of the ring. Like, it was for the elite. It wasn't for anybody beneath them. And it was literally pretty much all Adam Cole had to say. Mm-hmm. Because next up, while Kenny Omega is still in that ring... Well, Kenny Omega says, he takes the mic and he says he was so happy to have Adam Cole here, but he doesn't like being interrupted. And at first I was like, wait a minute, is this a jab at Adam Cole? And then I realized it was because the last time Adam Cole came out, yeah. he got interrupted by none other than Brian Danielson. And who interrupts him again tonight? Brian Danielson. Right. And... Just the best baby face. I just love him. And he even comes out and he gets the crowd going. Do you want to see Brian Danielson fight Kenny Omega? And the crowd's chanting, of we course. want this. But, I mean, when he told Kenny Omega that he was not on his level. Oh, it was so fire. It was It was so just good. such a good promo because it was so... You could tell Brian Danielson felt that. And yeah. And he feels every bit of that. Like, yeah, he, it was so real. For years, people have talked about Kenny Omega being the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. And he's been the Pro Wrestling Illustrated top wrestler twice, mm-hmm. including this, this year. most recent year. Yeah. And Brian Danielson doesn't think, and he's right to think this. Yeah, I agree with him on this. That nobody else is on his level. Well, I don't And he think, has a case. It doesn't make sense that he... I mean, it does make sense because he said it before that WWE really looked after him in a way that they didn't want him to get hurt. So, yes, yes, they restricted him from certain things. He does not feel that restriction anymore in AEW, and who's to say that he'll even have that type of restriction in AEW? So he'll be able to go back to just this insane wrestler, and he could be on a different level than Kenny Omega. I am not on this huge Kenny Omega train, 
I know. I it's yeah. I get it. Like everybody loves him and everybody he's high up for a like, lot he doesn't of people. Have, but he doesn't have bad matches. No, he but doesn't. Neither does Daniel Bryan. Exactly. But to me, I would not put Kenny Omega as the number one wrestler, and he was of multiple course. times. Yes. Whereas, why wasn't Daniel Bryan up there? He has restrictions. Well, it's, let's see what he what let's see what he can do. Yes, I mean, for I mean, these, I know what he can do. I love love Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah, of course. Everyone does. Exactly. And that's why we're all happy to see him there. But, like, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated thing, it, it takes into account everything that you're doing in wrestling. Yes. And, like, storylines. Kenny Omega has collected every belt available. Of course. Over the last year. So it was really, it was between him and Roman. Yeah, and that makes sense. And who sense. had the better year. That makes sense. And you sense. could debate that Roman did. Yeah, but he, not belt-wise. Of course not belt-wise, because there's not other belts for him to take. <laughs> exactly. It's, like, almost... Not well, that's even why, fair, I, but... and I, that's what I'm saying. I get why Kenny Omega is voted number one. He's technically number one across three he had other the promotions best of yes. anyone because he was able to go out and face anyone he wanted. Yeah, and then guess who comes around to town to face him next? Like this guy is just so positioned so perfectly in the pro wrestling world mm-hmm. that it was him versus Jericho that started this whole thing, like years ago in New Japan. Kenny or Chris Jericho got permission to go face Kenny Omega. Well, not permission. He, he said Vince was okay if he went to New Japan to yes. face Kenny Omega, and that started this whole thing where we are now with AEW, and it's guys wanting to face Kenny Omega that kind of had have made him the best wrestler in the world because all the best wrestlers want to face him. Well, yeah, because he's number one. Of and course. I get that. I get that. I just wish he wasn't because I'm not a big fan of him. Well, yeah, I mean, put Brian Danielson in this position and it would be the, very similar. Yeah, very, very AJ similar. AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, these guys, if they're given this the opportunity, opportunity, yeah, they could absolutely be the best in the world. And this whole, I think you can build the whole storyline for Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega as... You're lucky that I've been over there yes. for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Because if I was in your spot, you'd be irrelevant. Yeah, you wouldn't be in this spot. And that's the truth. It, I don't know if that's actually be. the truth, but it could be. It could absolutely be the yeah. truth. Dan- Brian Danielson is just as good, if not better, than everything Kenny Omega does. Mm-hmm. And now he's here in All Elite Wrestling. And he wants to prove that exactly what we just said. He's the best in the world. Yeah. And not for nothing, when Kenny Omega goes to attack him, because obviously, if yeah. somebody, if you're on Kenny Omega's level, and somebody is saying, you're not on my level... It's insulting. Exactly. How rude of you. So Kenny Omega goes to attack him... In my company? <laughs> in his ring? Yeah. And... Uh, Daniel Bryan immediately, immediately is able to reverse that and taps out Kenny Omega. This isn't a match. It was just in the ring. And as it's happening, all of the elite gets back in the ring. Because at some point, Kenny, like, kicked everybody out. So it was just the two of them. I know. It was funny. I was like, I honestly was thinking, like, it was a bad choice on Kenny's part. Like, you're, like... You should be smarter than this if you're the number one wrestler. You should be smarter than this. Yeah, should have thought better of it. You know, so they all got back in the ring. Jurassic Express comes out. Christian Cage comes out. They all come out to help, and it's like an all-on brawl until Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. We're never going to It's never going to happen. I'm sorry. Give us 10 years. At least. So Bryan Danielson comes out, and it kicks whichever one of the elite is still in the ring. Poor Brandon Cutler. Right. This guy just got... Just got left. 
Yeah. He got abandoned by the elite. He is basically just the towel boy for them. And he was just like squirting his little spray at everybody until Debra just know, kicked guy, him right he, in the face. Like, he really cracks me up. And like, I don't think we, did we talk, I don't know if we talked about at all out. Um, Brandon Cutler in the steel cage match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers mm-hmm. threw in a bag with those thumbtack sneakers in. Yes. And it's one of the greatest throws in the history of sports. We didn't talk about the throw, but we did talk about the thumbtack sneakers for like a split second. We talked about how tall the cage is. I'm just going to go on a quick... Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) We talked about how tall that cage is, guys, and it's way taller than like a regular WWE cage. And Brandon Cutler, first try, was able to throw this bag of shoes over the top and right to like Matt Jackson. (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. It was Tom Brady-esque. Uh, and then he gets his ass kicked uh, on ramp on dynamite, but it's fine because that's that could have been the highlight of his whole career. Yeah, you know who else got an ass kicking on dynamite? Both John Moxley, Moxley and Suzuki. Yeah, like they Min- kicked each other's asses. Minoru Suzuki versus John Moxley, a just a crazy match to think of happening mm-hmm. in 2021, but it does. Yeah, and it was very short. But I noticed, like, when we were watching Dynamite, by the time we got to, like, it was, like, 9.45 when they, like, got, like, the entrances in. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is going to be a very short match. And it was very short, I thought, compared to what it could have been if it was on, like, a pay-per-view. Just because, obviously, they're limited time-wise. But, yeah, they beat the hell out of each other for, like, 10 solid minutes. Suzuki's bleeding. I don't even know what so, happened there. No, but no idea what actually started this blood. But all of a sudden, he was... he. Got hit, he was down, he comes up, and his whole right eye is covered in blood, and now there's blood everywhere for the rest of the match. Yeah, and Moxley gets the win, obviously, in his hometown. He's going to get that. Oh, uh, and that he's the will best. lead us into Rampage, which had one of the best matches I've seen all year. And I've been on the Andrade train since NXT. Oh, yeah. I think he's so talented, and there was a lot of, um, a lot of talk during his first match when he got to AEW, that, like, oh, he looks a little slow. He looks a little off. He doesn't look slow or off anymore. Him and Pac had an amazing match on Rampage, and it was, I mean, it was as good as, I mean, I guess as good as you would expect between two of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, they're both so talented. And I know at one point I was, like, looking down, and you started screaming, and I was like, what happened? You're like, oh, you didn't see that move? And I was like, what? And I'm like, the way you reacted, I expected it to be Pac that did this, like, crazy move, because that's who he is. You know, in WWE, he was known as the man that gravity forgot. He does these crazy things. That man can fly. There's there's no doubt in my mind. And we rewind it, and we look up. And it's Andrade doing a crazy move. How did he spin like that? I have no idea. So, Pac is on the outside. Andrade's on the inside. He's going to jump onto, like, the middle rope and then out of the ring, but decides to do a twist, like, halfway through this jump. It was so... And gets all the way around. And it was so flawless. Like, the athleticism that took... And, like, he landed fine, Mm -hmm. which was even more incredible. Uh, There was a spot in this match that Pac threw... Andrade into the barricade, mm-hmm. to the railing, right? And it goes into a kid. And apparently, like, you can see Andrade, like, check on the kid. <laughs> and it was, like, this nice little moment, like, as much as Andrade's the heel, it was nice for him to, like, do that. And, like, there's a whole Twitter thing about it. And then we get to the end of this match. Mm-hmm. And Pac has Andrade beat. Yeah. 
but there's a distraction. During that distraction, Chavo comes in and hits Pack, and that's how Andrade gets this win. And then Andrade is pissed because he doesn't need Chavo to help him. No, he wanted to. He wanted this win on his own. Yeah. So as he's leaving, mm-hmm. he just decks Chavo and pieces out and lets the Lucha Brothers throw him into the ring, and then Pack proceeds to murder him. And I don't know where we're going with Andrade. If he's like the begrud- like the begrudging heel, where he's, you know, he doesn't think he's the heel, but he is, or maybe he's going to be turning face now, and maybe he'll work with Pack. I don't know where we're going with this, but it seems like we're separating Andrade and Chavo. Yeah, definitely. He attacked him and left him there to be attacked further by, at the time, the enemy. He's definitely going his separate ways, I I would assume. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. what, where does this leave Andrade? Is he still a heel, or was it Chavo that made him a heel? Mm, we'll see next week. It's an interesting little wrinkle that they put into this, because Andrade's been trying to recruit the Lucha Brothers for mm-hmm. the past few weeks, and then the, they were supposed to have their match at All Out. Um, Pac well, that's Andrade. what this was. Yes, Because exactly. they couldn't have it at All and Out. And they couldn't have it, travel issues for Pac, and then they... They indicate that Chavo is the reason for it, and mm-hmm. you can tell Andrade was annoyed at that time. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering now, like, does Andrade join the Death Triangle, and he's with the Lucha Brothers and Pac? Well, what, it would be a Death Square now? Death Square. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. They're the Death Square. Or, like, Death Quadrilateral, what's other four sided? Death, death Rectangle, whatever <laughs> four-sided figure they want to be. Let's do it. I mean, we could if you want to, but you know what I'm interested in? How We, we already talked about how CM Punk moved on quickly. Mm-hmm. And Darby Allen did, too. It's not like he just took that L and just, we're not going to see him for a while. We didn't see him on Dynamite, I don't think. But we did see him on Rampage, because him and Sting come out, and then he calls out Sean Spears and Tully. And Sting challenges Tully, which was, like, weird. And then Sean Spears attacks Darby Allen. Yeah, we have to talk about the Tully thing real quick, mm-hmm. because Tully Blanchard, on Dynamite, when he was talking to Tony Schiavone, uh, indicates that at some point, Tully and Sting are going to face off one more time, mm. which is insane, Yeah, because as great as Sting looks at 62 years old, he is 62 years old, Tully looks every bit of 67. I yeah, do we don't not need to, we want don't to, need see to see two 60-year-olds wrestle. wrestle in that ring. Mm-mm. And I really hope that it's like, maybe we can do like a six-man tag where Tully can get in and like punch somebody and get out. I don't want to see a 67-year-old man taking bumps. Or even if we just did Darby and Sting versus Sean and Tully. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it, If it's it, something where like we can get like a Sting and Tully face-off and then mm-hmm. we do like a couple moves and maybe Sting puts him in the Scorpion Deathlock and that's it, yeah. I don't want... Tully thinking that he's going to have a match with Sting. Because I don't want to see that. No, I hope... No, no. AEW is smarter than that. Oh, well, we'll see. We, They're smarter than that. You you do not advertise something that you're not going to be able to cash in on. Is like is something that most places should abide by. And it sounded like they were advertising at some point... I mean, Tully said it. You're going to get Tully versus Sting. Yeah, and then they made it seem that. like that during that promo that that was what was going to happen anyway, but then Sean Spears attacked Darby Allen, so, like, maybe they'll just live through... Yes, live vicariously <laughs> yes. through the young people that can take and They'll the just bus. live through Darby and Sean, and then, like, worse comes to worse, they put them in a tag team match and have them do, like, 
a couple of moves on each other max and then like sting can win it by like pinning tully but really darby and sean had a crazy yes, match that's what like I'm, that's how it should be that's what i want yeah and then really the rampage is nice is because it's only an hour long i know it's just like nice little action-packed hour Right. So, like, we got a little bit more of, like, Adam Cole saying that he trusts Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks with his life. We got a little bit more of Daniel Bryan saying that he wants to go against Kenny Omega. And that's really it for Rampage. And it's nice. We get long matches. We get good, like, filler where we need it. And then that's how we end Wrestling Week. But we're going to go back to the start of Wrestling Week with WWE Raw. Which is as long as Dynamite and Rampage combined. Mm-hmm. And it's just nowhere near as fun to watch. That is so true. So true. Yeah, I mean, we start with RK Bro, mm-hmm. which is one of the more entertaining parts of Raw. Definitely. Super over with the crowd. And they get Lashley and MVP out here again. And we have confirmed that it's going to be Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley for the WWE mm-hmm. Championship at Extreme Rules, which we kind of assumed, right? And what we didn't see coming was we're going to make this feud about even more championships because Bobby Lashley thinks that he and MVP should take the championships away from Team RK Bro. And there's going to be a tag team turmoil match with every tag team they can find backstage at Raw. <laughs> yeah. And Bobby Lashley and MVP want to enter that match because the winners get Team RK Bro... Um, I don't know when I'm assuming Extreme Rules. Or yeah, I don't before. think they've said exactly when they were doing it, but they get a tag team match yeah, for the a, championship. Exactly. and There were already seven tag teams in this turmoil before Bobby and MVP just inserted themselves in it. Yeah, I mean, you had the New Day, you had the Viking Raiders, you had Mason T-Bar, you had AJ Styles and Omos, and then... Jinder and Veer. Completely forgot they existed. And Mansoor and Ali. Also forgot they existed. Mm-hmm. Because this whole tag team turmoil match ended up being the New Day is going to run the tables. Oh, yeah. They beat everybody. Except... And they split... Yeah, they split this whole thing up. Well, it was because after they beat... Ma- they beat um, Mason T-Bar, they were not happy taking that loss. So yes. they kept attacking the New Day. And then Mansoor and Ali came out for their match and Mason's T-Bar still didn't stop. So Sony and Adam came out and they stopped the tag team turmoil and said, we're going to restart this later when everybody can regroup. I actually liked this. Me too. I thought this was a really cool idea. Me too. I don't know why I liked it, but it gave us like... It gave us time, a break. Yeah, it gave us like time to digest all of the matches that happened before. Because it was like New Day 1, New Day yes. 1, New Day 1, New Day 1. And like it was a lot in a little bit of time. And then they gave us like, I get why we took this break. Because like New Day was getting attacked and they couldn't fight and whatever. But I liked it. Like, it. Yeah, like they ended up giving us a main event. Like that was a happy accident. As like a branch off of the opening match. Which I thought yes. was very cool. And I mean, later on in the night, the New Day does lose. Uh, to AJ and Omas. Yeah, they and when they restart, they beat Mansoor and Ali, and then that was it for yeah. them. And we end up with Bobby Lashley and MVP versus AJ and Omas. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Omas just picks up Lashley and slams him. Yo, he makes Bobby Lashley look like a small child. It's like crazy, a, like a little small man. How big Omas is? It's it's actually insane. And it's yeah, something I really can't wrap my head around. He obviously is not going to take a pin. 
anytime soon because no. it's like he's just they don't even get him off his feet. But Bobby Lashley picks up this win by mm-hmm. pinning AJ Styles. So not only do we have confirmed that Bobby Lashley is going to face Randy Orton for mm-hmm. the WWE Championship at Extreme Rules at some point. Bobby Lashley, an MVP who is not moving great. I don't want Straight MVP up. to wrestle anymore. Um, <laughs> well, not for like the tag team titles. Like I, I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe one of those other seven teams could have been the winner of this. What's well, the thing is like, like there's why nobody. MVP? Like there's no well, there's nobody else that is going to team with Bobby Lashley. I'm assuming. Yeah, but we don't need Bobby Lashley and MVP. I, they're just pulling at straws here. I actually like it. It's interesting. We're on on opposite ends here. I think this is a good idea because Mm -hmm. there's no tag teams for Team RK-Bro to go against because they are a face tag team. There's no real heel tag teams. There's AJ and Omos, but we already did that. And if we're going to move on and we're going to do this Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley thing, I like the idea of Bobby wants to take everything Randy Orton has before Randy can even take his WWE championship. So make it a little bit more like all or nothing, basically. Yeah, I see where you're going. I and just don't. I mean, if I get what Rawls you're doesn't saying, have any heel fa- or any other tag teams, they don't have to go any against. relevant tag yeah, teams. Yeah, so like maybe we should be building up relevant tag teams. We should be instead of just kind of like throwing together a manager and a champion as this tag team. I don't care. And it's funny because sometimes I really like champions with multiple belts, and I just don't. I don't want Randy to have both belts either, which is crazy coming for me because you know I'm going to pick Randy Orton to win both of those matches because I can't not pick him to win. I do think I'm going to take Bobby and MVP to win these titles. Do you think that I would ever pick a person over Randy Orton to win? We've talked about this. Of course not. But I'm going to pick Bobby Lashley Lashley and (laughs) MVP to beat Team RK-Bro because I think there's at least a a way you can get the titles off them and onto, like, a face tag team, right? Whether it's the New Day or, like, Ali and um, Mansoor, I'm sorry. You know what's funny here? I just thought about this. Saudi Arabia is coming up. Yeah, but later... They're going to put titles on Mansoor and Ali if they can. I didn't even think about that, but I was thinking when you said uh, the New Day, how later we'll talk about Big E a little bit more, but he does make a reference about going after if you have a championship you're somebody to be like you should be worrying about Big E mm-hmm. and we always say how oh, we want Big E back on Raw we want him back with the New Day I wouldn't mind Big E as a double champion yeah so well, no, like I get what you're, yeah. yeah like I don't know what it is well, but like I think you're you'd be fine with Bobby Lashley being a double champion if he wasn't taking one of those titles off of Randy you're Orton. probably right I think that's you're your probably issue. right but I I think this is how we we book this for the next couple months Get Bobby Lashley and MVP those titles. And I don't care if Randy Orton beats Bobby. It doesn't matter to me. Because at some point, Bobby Lashley was the number three for the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Mm -hmm. Best Wrestler of the Year. He's had an incredible year. He has. I would rather him keep that title. But you can have him drop the tag titles to Ali and Mansoor at uh, Crown Jewel Mm -hmm. the same night that Bobby Lashley's going to face Goldberg. Get Bobby Lashley extra pissed for his match versus Goldberg because he just lost earlier earlier in the night, and then that's your reason for Bobby beating Goldberg. Because I swear to God, if Goldberg beats Bobby Lashley for the Universal Championship or for the WWE Championship, I'm gonna freak the fuck out. I that is the last thing we need in wrestling is just another Goldberg Championship ring. Listen, we've already said the only way that it would be okay is if 
immediately after Big E comes out and wins. Yeah, and, and like cashes think, in and wins. I don't think they do that in Saudi Arabia. I don't think so either. Because think about this, like, it's not even necessarily the location, it's the time difference. Because that would be spoiled so quickly over here. Of course. Because yeah. we, we're not, nobody's going to watch The show comes this. on at like 3 p.m. Exactly. Um, when it's in Saudi Arabia. And yeah, and it's I, usually on like a I Friday, like, like people are working. Yeah, I don't think the they do. The time difference kind of fucks some things up there. I don't think they do the cash in at Crown Jewel because we also, this has not been confirmed by WWE, but most rumors and most sources are saying that we are getting a King of the Ring and a Queen of the Ring tournament that will end at Crown Jewel. Yeah, Which and Xavier is, Woods doesn't win this fucking King of right. the Ring. I will, I will riot. Woods for King of the Ring easily. I don't know who you book to win Queen of the Ring. Charlotte's like the obvious pick, but there I don't know who's so, in wait, it. Wait, wait a minute. First off, I get that Charlotte is, is like the queen and blah blah blah. Yes, but there are multiple queens on this roster. We have of Natty. Course. We have Shayna. Those are two queens right there. Oh, but ugh. don't don't do this. I'm <laughs> Don't be like that. I'm just saying, you can't say, like, Charlotte Flair's a queen, so she's an obvious choice. You have Listen, two other queens there. Yes, but, like, come on. Also, That's don't disrespect my girl Shayna like that ever again. Well, tell Vince that, but... Yeah, it's a good point. My thing is, for King of the Ring, I would love Xavier Woods to be the King of the Ring. Because I think a lot of the buzz, like, people, the only reason people are even talking about it is because, is because of, of him. him. Right. And I think the women... It all depends on what the prize is. Like, if it's a, ch- a championship opportunity then it can't be Charlotte, right? Yeah. But if it's including everyone, mm-hmm. I feel like they just give it to Charlotte because they love to give stuff to Charlotte. Well, I mean, here's the thing. if Who's the Raw Women's Champion right now? Charlotte? Charlotte. Yeah, that makes sense. And then we have Becky as the SmackDown Women's. Bianca could win. Absolutely. Rhea could win. Nikki Ash could win. You could maybe use some of the SmackDown women for once. That'd be cool. Well, Bianca's SmackDown. Tony Storm could win. Tony Do we Storm remember could her? Win. She's on the roster. Bring Io Shirai from NXT because we're kind of. Well, just we got to think her. about like who's going to go to this Saudi show because there That's are also a very big part. Of there this. are wrestlers that refuse. Mm-hmm. So like we can count out Sami Zayn. Sami exactly. Zayn's not fucking he out. will never go. So it's very. Ugh, that's a shame. I mean, it's not a shame that he won't go there. He Listen, he can do the qualifying matches on yeah. like, Raw and SmackDown or whatever. That'd be fine, but he's not going to Saudi There's Arabia. There's no way he's going to Saudi Arabia. And that's his own personal choice, and that's fine. But we have to keep that in mind when we're trying to pick who we think is going to win this match. And well, it's going to be interesting who the Raw Women's Champion is at that time. Because yeah. right now... When is the Saudi show? Uh, sometime in October. In October, right? Oh, we got plenty of time to screw that up. Of course. And... Nia Jax versus Charlotte, we get again this week. Again! Because we are insistent upon Nia Jax being something. Yeah, but you know what, though? This took a good turn. It took a great turn. Yeah. Because Shayna turns. Right? You have to hear me. Shayna turns on Nia here and helps Charlotte get this win. And, like, are they breaking Shayna and Nia up? We've been asking that for months. I've been hoping. But then also... After that, we get another big screen moment with Alexa Bliss, and this time she invites Charlotte to the playground. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte's not interested in the playground. Rude. Yeah, it is rude. And it Alexa was, was like, listen, if you're not going to come to me, I'll come to you. And then lights the out. lights go out, and here she is standing behind Charlotte. Big pop from the crowd, honestly. Was surprised. Yeah. Big pop from the crowd, and 
I we've been calling for this for a while now. Literally since she took on this like with the yeah. Lily doll. We thought like when the whole like red thing mm-hmm. was like a clue, we thought that meant Charlotte. It, it didn't for some reason. But it looks like we're going finally mm-hmm. with Alexa and Charlotte. We had that little tease a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then we decided to do this weird Nia Jax thing first. But I also like this because Alexa didn't talk. We've never gotten this before. We've never gotten this. But Alexa did not talk in that ring. It was all Ugh, Charlotte. I know, and she talks too much. Yeah, but like we know that Alexa wants a title match out of this. We know that Alexa is getting a title match out of this. And Alexa didn't say a damn word, which makes you think that Charlotte was, like, scared. And so it was just word vomit. Yeah, I mean, Alexa clearly wants the championship. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I, Charlotte is fantastic at everything. But the talking, she does a little bit too much. Like, she could use a little less is more. Yeah. With, like, the promos. Because, like, Alexa points at the title. That could have been the whole thing. That could have been enough. She could have raised the title. We don't even need to speak. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte makes it a whole thing. Like, fine, you'll get your title match. Whatever. And we'll get Charlotte and Alexa, which has never been a feud. We got it at Survivor Series a few weeks ago, or a few years ago when it was, uh, I think Alexa was one of the champions. Charlotte was the other champion when they had the champs versus champs yes. at Survivor Series. It's the only time we've ever had them really go against each other. So we get a new feud mm-hmm. in the Raw Women's Division. I'm all for it. And I, I love Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I'm here for it. I like Alexa Bliss. I like this character. I think it would be fun to see this, especially, like, with Alexa's new character, because, I mean, it is new in general. We've only seen it that one time, but it would be fun to see it in this new character. It's not like she's going to hypnotize uh, yeah, Charlotte. I, just, I don't need any I of the supernatural it, I don't think she match. would with Charlotte. I hope she doesn't, because they could put on a really dope match. I think if they presented that to Charlotte, Charlotte would laugh in their faces and be like, I'm not doing that. And that's that's the thing where I'm going with this, is Alexa Bliss is also so athletic that they could just put on a banger without that. And it would be so good. What was not very good were the following segments. John Morrison and Karrion Cross is such a nice little, like, WWE in a nutshell with how they treat some of their yes. like, top prospects. Right? Oh, there is a, a picture that went viral. Well, thanks to Mick Foley, mm-hmm. the hardcore legend who had a lot to say on Facebook yeah. about how WWE is just straight up dropping the ball. And yeah. they, I think he told them, WWE, we have a problem. He because, started the video that way, too. And Karrion Cross is the perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Why does WWE have this obsession with having somebody's gimmick in NXT be one thing, and then we bring them up and change everything about them on the main roster? It doesn't make any it sense. It punishes the viewer who was watching NXT, and now they get to see their guy come up, and they're not the same at all. And Karrion Cross looks like dog shit. And he's going to do this moist TV with John Morrison. And I get he gets the win. He'd like, but like he gets sprayed with a drip stick. It was all so silly. And like, I'm fine with silly, but don't mix silly with a serious character. Yeah. Because it makes the serious character look very stupid. And Karrion Cross already looks very stupid. Where and he is Scarlet? It's so. <laughs> Where is this woman? It's I'm so. I'm about to call weird. the police. I know. We need to do, like, an all-points bulletin. For somebody, go out and find Scarlet for me. I, where is Take she? Take a picture of her and let us know she's okay, because WWE's refusal to use her has... I don't know what's going on. There has to be something there as to why she... She must be missing. Because I don't, I don't they're know. missing like, something massive in using her 
with Carrie. I and agree Cross. with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just thinking like maybe she something is there where she can't I don't know, because she's a manager, too, so it's yes. not like she's in the ring. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. She, what is happening? What are we missing? I mean, they lost that manager, and then they tried to make Adam Cole a manager, but we won't even go there. We're not going to go We're there. We're not even going to go there. Because we have some other just not great stuff. I this don't even want to talk about it. I Let's hate talk about Reggie. Reggie. Let's talk about him. No, why do we give him all this time? If anything, I we know, should be dedicating time. our time to just... in The time that we, were, that we were just about to dedicate to Reggie, we should be dedicating to the fact that they are poorly using Jeff fucking Hardy. That's what I was going to get at, yeah. It's um, bullshit. We get a Drake Maverick sighting, which is nice. It looks like he's back. Who cares? But I mean, no, you know what? It was actually a cute moment between yeah. between Maverick and R Truth. But I'm not happy and I'm not okay with how they are using Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So we I mean we have to talk a little bit about Reggie now because Reggie gets a match Ugh. versus uh, Akira Tozawa. And the whole thing is the twenty four seven title. The rules are off during this match, so yes. it's only it's that's how it usually is during the twenty seven. Very title stupid, matches. but whatever. And then the match ends, and then as always, we get a bunch of people running down to the ring. They want to be the next twenty four seven champion, mm-hmm. and we get like people that we don't use typically, which is a shame because why aren't we yeah. using Shelton Benjamin? Why aren't we using Jeff Hardy? It doesn't make any sense. Like, this Why is the have problem. these veterans here, mm-hmm. and you're not even going to use them? Jeff Hardy is a main event talent. Like, we, and I say we as WWE, got rid of great talent for budget cuts. But you mean to tell me that they can't take some of that budget that they're saving from getting rid of that talent and hire a better creative team? Because you can't I find know, something to bizarre. do with Jeff Hardy? Yeah. Like one like, of the most, one of your most marketable people, a guy that is so recognizable just by name, and not for nothing, his brother Matt Hardy is doing very well in AEW. So oh, he's gonna jump. I, like this is the thing you're forcing these people to jump. Yes, I'm very curious. Eventually, you will have people jump from AEW to WWE. Maybe. Eventually, you'll get there. I think I'm gonna put this out here. What's today? I don't September know. 12th, we'll just Brian say it's the Cage, 31st episode. <laughs> Brian Cage, first person to jump from AEW to WWE is my Interesting. Prediction. But I think Jeff leaves when, as soon as he gets the chance. I, he'll go and retire with Matt. When I saw and him Sheldon come out, the same thing. but when I saw him come out, I immediately looked up when his contract ends. We still have till the end of 2022, beginning of 2023 with Jeff Hardy. Are they going to use him? Are they? Is he going to be a twenty four seven champion? Can we put him in like a different championship thing? Like maybe put him against da- uh, Damian Priest. Isn't he a champion right now? Well, yeah, I was going to skip over. Sheamus beats Drew McIntyre, and that's how far Drew McIntyre is falling. We're just not even. We haven't wanted to talk about Drew McIntyre for like weeks now. Yeah. Uh, but he takes a loss to Sheamus, who now gets a championship match for the United States Championship against Damian Priest. Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash face off against Natalia and Tamina. Nikki Ash and Rhea get the win. So that's kind of interesting. We're doing something yeah, with the, I'm, I'm with the women's tag team titles. I'm intrigued by that tag team as well. We've talked about that already, but I am I am interested in that. And we can watch one tag team fall apart in Shayna and Naya, and we can watch a new one come together in Rhea and Nikki, and I'm okay with that. And, I mean, that's really everything for Raw. And that brings us to NXT, where we kicked off with Ember Moon, Versus Kaylee Ray. Which is exciting because I feel like not many people have seen Kaylee Ray no. wrestle. So this was a good match in general. I do like Ember Moon. I know you you don't. I do like Ember Moon. I like the way she wrestles. I think she's 
a fine character. I mean, it, I it, think she's in a bad spot. It, yeah. It Just does suck that down. she went NXT main roster back down mm-hmm. to NXT and they're not really using her. Yeah. Uh, but she was here for this Kaylee, Kaylee Ray match and, and we needed a good person for Kaylee Ray to go against to show Kaylee Ray's well, strengths. We, we needed somebody for Kaylee Ray to beat. Yeah. And that's what Ember yes. Moon was. And then she goes backstage. She has a little backstage promo talking about how I guess she's going to be better next time. I don't know. Ember, yeah. I have never been given any reason to care about Ember Moon. And that is nothing against her. Yeah, I don't her. know what it is about her that I just really like because I mean, we've been given the same reason to like or not like her, and I, I like, do like her. I like her on Up, Up, Down, Down. Oh, yeah. When she's being her. Mm-hmm. I have never been given a reason to care about Ember Moon or what she even is, who she is, what she stands for in wrestling. And I continue to feel that way. Uh, Kaylee Ray, at least I know, she was a dominant champion in NXT UK. And she's now here in NXT, and she can be one of the top women. And not necessarily a top woman, but one of the most important women on the roster right yeah. now is Indy. This was this was such... I don't even care about anything else that party. happened on NXT, other than the fact that Indy's bachelorette party happened... And then we also had Dexter's bachelor party happen. And it was so corny. So corny. We're both so so corny and amazing. They were so, so good. And, like, these were all of Indy's friends. And they were going out to, like, dinner or lunch or something with all the friends. And some of the friends were sitting there being, like, a WWE wedding. That'll never last. And Indy's giving a toast and thanking Candice, who we saw with this cutest little baby bump. And Candice finally says... Well, this was honestly really funny in her toast. She says, at first Dexter was creepy, but now, you know, Candace sees that he really loves Indy. And that's all that she could ever ask for. And then Indy's like, oh, I wonder what's happening at the bachelor party. So they go get that spy gear from when Candace and Johnny. When I tell you that you could give Johnny Gargano (laughs) and Candace LeRae a corny show on Netflix... I said this before, it would be ten times better than the Big Show show. Oh, I love that ga- show! If you gave these guys a show. I loved the Big Show show, so I would love this show. It should just be called The Wrestlings. Yeah, I mean, so the Bachelor Party ended up being, like, they go go-karting, they do laser tag, um, and the whole time that they're at this Bachelor Party, everything they're doing, Dexter is trying to help Johnny. Yes. Get it, help him win everything. Get into the father-in-law's good graces, you know? And Indy and Candace are spying the whole time. And we get closer and closer to that high five mm-hmm. that Dexter has been kind of just craving. He wants that acceptance. Ever since Austin's been gone, he's trying to fill that void. We have the wedding next week. Mm-hmm. And it has both Johnny and Candace's approval because at the end of all of this, they do high five. I mean, Johnny was like nudged into it, but they do high five. And Johnny says, let's have a wedding. And we get that wedding next week. We have a wrestling wedding. First one in a while. Yeah. In a while since we've had a wrestling wedding. It kind of makes sense that this is in Triple H's, like, company that... And then also, next week... Oh, yeah, we have other things happening next week. Raquel Gonzalez finally takes on someone her own size mm-hmm. in Frankie Monet. And that is a going to be an interesting match. I think we talked about this on last week's show. I love that they keep feeding Raquel good talent mm-hmm. for her to beat and for her to assert her and maintain her dominance. But Taya's going to, or Taya Valkyrie <laughs> was her name on the Indies. <laughs> Frankie Monet is a great talent, and I think she's going to work very well with Raquel. 
But again, it's like the first time that Raquel is going to face someone that she's eye level with. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see how this match goes because you do talk a lot about what she was like on the indies. And I've seen like little things here and there on NXT, but I am I'm intrigued by this one. And we've said this before about NXT, like they do keep us coming back for more. So even if it's just a silly WWE wedding or this awesome match, they're both happening next week. Well, stuff always happens. There is never a just calm WWE wedding. It doesn't happen. No. So it's worth watching just for, like, like what kind of... will Austin Theory show up for his quote-unquote sister's wedding? If Austin Theory is not at this wedding, <laughs> I'm be very upset. And I need him to come out, and I need him to just beat up Dexter. Just straight up ruin this wedding, end this wedding. I hope Wade Barrett's cheering it on. I hope Auntie <laughs> Betty Phoenix is, like, crying in the corner. And that's, that's what I need from this wedding, is I want Austin to make his return... Or have, like, Dexter... Say no or say something. Say no. Like, yeah. he hasn't said anything. How crazy would it be if the first thing he says is no? Yeah. There's... I, I want to see the wedding. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see the wedding. I mean, them... And that leads us to SmackDown that was at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, for the first time in two years. Mm-hmm. WWE back in their home stadium, basically. Green shirt guy is here. Green shirt guy made a, a big appearance. And we start off the show with a contract signing, which, as just like WWE weddings, always go exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. And Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair with Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville in the ring. Face-to-face, Becky's got the most ridiculous fur coat on you've ever seen. Oh, she looks so good. And she does not want to sign this contract for a match at Extreme Rules. No. And Puts up a little bit of a fuss. They're so much i i love becky lynch okay and i was very nervous when they were like becky lynch is turning heel and she comes back and like i was like i don't know how i feel by like request yeah she wants to be the heel she's doing a good job of course she's doing a good job uh, who her husband is it, exactly i like that she is being like i'm big time bex right now i like that yeah, yeah like i think that i don't fun. i hated the jacket but I like the big time Bex thing. The Get a better whole jacket. time with this fur jacket, I'm cracking up being like, this is female Seth Rollins. Like, they literally mm-hmm. are each other soulmates. Like, this is female Seth Rollins. And here she is, comes out with this huge, from, like, floor red fur jacket. It was just, like, floor length red fur jacket. It was insane. It was outrageous. And she has these big sunglasses on, and she's holding the, the title up, and... She calls Bianca Esther. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I that. don't know if maybe we missed because she's been doing it for since yeah. she came back, and I don't know if it's just like that's like another way of her being a heel is just not remembering somebody's name or calling them by <laughs> a different name. Close. I don't. I don't know where she's getting the Esther thing. It's just. It's so funny. Like for whatever reason, she's doing it, but she doesn't want to sign this contract. Bianca is just Bianca and gets the whole crowd to chant, just sign, sign, sign. And then eventually, and then she they signs all it. sign it. It was so anticlimactic because then like she signs it like in like a tantrum, like in a fuss. Yeah. And then she throws it at Bianca who catches it, mm-hmm. which was dope. And then she leaves and they play Bianca's music. Yeah, and that was weird. Becky's freaking out on the ramp like, why are you playing Bianca's music? Play my music on the champ. And I'm thinking the same thing like Mm -hmm. the champs making her exit play the champs music yeah that was very weird but i i don't know man i think it was just leading into like 
more trying to like they're trying to turn Becky. And they might also be trying to turn Seth because yeah. we get at Madison Square Garden, Seth Rollins versus Edge. Wait two. a minute. Wait a minute. Seth also came out in a fur jacket. Well, yes. I'm they assuming both, they used the same fur Yeah, guy. they went to a fur guy, they got their fur jackets, and not only did they get fur jackets, they switched roles, basically. We have a heel Becky, and are we turning Seth face? We could be, because it by the end of this match, um, I mean, they're giving it their all. It's a fantastic match, it as always. It was a always. very good I match. I loved Edge's gear. Seth still has those weird White Ranger Rollins boots on that don't quite match his outfit, but it's okay. <laughs> Um, Edge uses a pedigree, Seth uses a glam slam, and it's just back and forth, and Seth ends up just stomping Edge to death. Yeah. And he gets this win, huge win, in Madison Square Garden, gets that win back, which means I'm assuming we get a third match, right? Which is what I was yeah, calling for before. Yeah, because now they both have one-on-one. -on -one. Exactly. Now we get a third match, maybe at Extreme Rules, but it seemed to me like they're going to get Edge off TV for a little bit. Because they end up bringing out the stretcher, mm -hmm. they ambulance Edge off, and then we interview Seth, and Seth doesn't know how to feel about how he just killed Edge. Yeah, he doesn't know how to feel, how he's supposed to feel. He and says, then, how do you feel? Yeah, he asked point. her how she felt, and then he said, I don't know, maybe I just don't feel anything at all. Yeah, it was very, like, somber. Like, he was sad. It's like yeah. he's been talking about doing it all these years, mm -hmm. and then he finally did it, and he doesn't know how to handle how he did it. Um, but, yeah, it seemed like we're either getting Edge off TV for a little bit, or at least for, like, the next couple weeks until maybe we get, like, an Extreme Rules match to be that final uh, tiebreaker. Yeah, otherwise, what would we do with Seth at Extreme Rules? I have no idea. We don't have a ton of time to build to anything. Yeah. Um, there's guys that they could use. They could use Cesaro. We could use Cesaro and Seth again. I'm always down for that. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be one to watch just to see what they do next week with Seth and how he feels about yeah. what he did with a week to kind of think it over. It's interesting to see, though, like, with... It, it, are we turning Seth face at the same time that we're turning Becky heel? I mean, they both learn from each other. Yeah, I mean... They could both just take from each other's playbook. As long as they keep them away from each other... Yes. I'm cool. Just keep... Yeah, we don't need them to to. We don't need power couple mm -mm. nonsense. Mm -mm. Uh, we had a 10-man tag in this. We had uh, Rick Boogs and Nakamura with Big E and the Mysterios versus Sami Zayn, Chad Gable, Otis, Apollo, and Aziz. And it was fine. The biggest... I feel like the only reason we even had this match... Was, was for Sami. So Sami Zayn mm -hmm. could come out and... He's got his, like, I love New York pants on. He's got his New York Knicks jersey on. He's the heel. But he, this was so funny to me because he even came out saying, I love New, New York. York. I love New York. I'm, like, you know, there's somebody in, my, in your corner who knows how to win and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Sami Zayn, if he's not in Canada, he's always saying how much he hates whatever state they're in or where, wherever they're at. What? Because it made him so much more hateable that he brought out yes. Trey Young. Mm-hmm the star of the Atlanta Hawks, mm -hmm. who just clobbered the New York Knicks in the playoffs, and that got not as much heat as I think they expected. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, but, but I was like, oh, this is why he was saying it. He was just, he was trolling everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And Trey Young ends up getting ejected after he puts his hands on Rey Mysterio, which is such a crazy thing for me to say. <laughs> um, but, like, that was the whole entire thing. And then Big E gets the win over Sammy, mm -hmm. and then gets on the mic and says, if you have what I need... 
I'm coming for your neck. Mm-hmm. And what he needs is that gold around his waist. And he did bring up Bobby Lashley. He said, maybe I'll show up next Monday. Yeah, we're going to have Raw people on, yeah. Sm- on or I'm sorry, Raw and SmackDown people on Raw this coming week. And when he said that, he made a face like, nah, maybe not. But, like, who's to say he's not one of those people that would show up? And he also said that he might have something later on in the night because we still have, you know, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we'll get to now. We opened the show with Roman Reigns in the ring, and out comes Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And Huge Brock Lesnar is so, looking massive, he's looking so terrifying. Scary. He's so scary. Comes out, and we've got Roman and the Usos and Paul Heyman in the ring. Of course. And Brock Lesnar takes the microphone mm-hmm. and asks Paul, why didn't you tell Roman I was going to be at SummerSlam? Yo, and Roman looks so sad. Paul looked like he was about to shit his pants. He might Roman have. Roman looked betrayed. And then uh, Roman and the Usos leave. Yeah, he rips his title out of Paul's hands and they leave. And then Paul, like riding a bike, mm-hmm. gets, on the motor- gets on the microphone <laughs> and does his whole, I'm Paul Heyman, I'm the advocate for Brock Lesnar, you're reigning, defending, champion, the whole spiel. Mm-hmm. Right? Crowd goes nuts, Brock's feeling it, and... It was so easy for him to just worm back into Brock's corner. Of course, because he's Paul Heyman. But then Brock gets Paul up, and it looks like he's about to F5 him. Roman comes back and makes the save. Beautiful. Comes back for his boy. Yeah, but the whole reason that Brock even did that was because he said to Paul, before Roman fires you, accept my challenge. Which he doesn't. He doesn't. He gave him five seconds. He didn't do it. Puts him up in the F5. And then I think the only reason that Roman even defended Paul Heyman was so that Paul Heyman didn't accept that challenge. Could be. I, I don't feel like that's how this all works, but if we've learned anything from SmackDown and contract law, yeah, right. nothing applies anymore. Yeah, but I mean, there are obviously other reasons why he saved him because it, like at that point, it's leverage against him. Like, I saved you. Which he does say to him Roman gets later save, in the night. And then Brock gets Roman up, and then the Usos make the save, and then Brock beats the shit out of the Usos. He Tale just, as old as time, yes. Brock Lesnar stands tall in the ring after beating up any guys that yeah. get in front of him. He just clotheslines the Usos while another tale as old as time of Roman walking away while his family's getting destroyed. But Roman will come back mm-hmm. after the whole night Caleb Braxton, our favorite backstage person, pesters Paul Heyman for an answer of whether or not Roman will accept Brock Lesnar's challenge for the Universal Championship. Roman's going to come out and end the night and say that if Brock wants it, he can get it. But, just like how we left off last week with that flash of there could be something better in the mix, right? We ended last week's show talking about how SmackDown ended with that red light. Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of just like, what's that red light? Is Demon Finn coming back and i was saying while we're watching this it'd be insane if they didn't have finn bauer come out at some point during smackdown just for his entrance alone yeah just regular finn bauer Mm -hmm. in madison square garden and lo and behold the lights go out and we don't get a normal finn bauer entrance no we do not the whole entire arena goes red and finn bauer in his demon form Makes his insane entrance. Oh, it was so good. Crowd's going nuts. I'm going nuts. We close the show with Demon Finn 
just face to face with the bloodline. It's going to be so good. I'm so worried about this story. Yeah, because you think that Demon Finn's going to lose. I absolutely do think that Demon Finn's about to lose. And Demon Finn Balor, since Finn has been in WWE, NXT included, has had like six or seven matches Mm -hmm. as the Demon. Mm -hmm. Has lost one of those. Mm -hmm. And that was to Samoa Joe in NXT. He has never lost on the main roster. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. As the Demon. I hope he doesn't. And I really hope he doesn't. But the only way I see this going, the only way I see this going well for Finn... Mm-hmm. is if Vince decides that Roman and Brock doesn't need the championship. Because then you can put the title on Finn and it's fine. Yeah, and like, Brock Lesnar costs Roman the championship. But it seems like either... And you know what? This actually brings me back to, at some point, Paul asked Brock, why couldn't we just go after Bobby Lashley's title? Didn't say Bobby's name. But like there are other titles we could have gone after, is what Paul says. Brock didn't say that he necessarily wanted that title. He just wants Roman. Yeah. So we don't have to have the title on the line here. I mean, that would be nice. It would be great. Give it to Finn. Give it to Finn and then do anything with it. I don't care. But I don't think we're going to have Roman lose. I do think we're going to have Roman and Brock for the Universal Championship. And that unfortunately means that I think Finn Balor is going to lose. I Yeah, but I also I hope that they don't... I said this before, I think last week when we were talking about this. I don't want them to do to Demon Fiend what they did to The Fiend. And having him lose would start that. And it's just a ripple effect from there. You can't... What's well, a You waste. can't have... Exactly. Why are we bringing out the Demon if he's going to lose? Like, what's left? Exactly. You've literally now thrown the kitchen sink at Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And he's gone through everybody, and then you're going to give him Brock, too? And yeah. then he's probably going to beat Brock? I don't... I, I'm assuming we get Roman and Brock at Crown Jewel. Same night we get Goldberg and Bobby That would Lashley. make sense. And, like, again, the only person really left at this point would be Big E, but he doesn't need, like, a long feud. It could just be, you know, he cashes in the title. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know where they're going with this. It's intriguing, at least. Like, there's something interesting going on on the SmackDown side that I'm very interested in, but I'm very concerned that we're going to just feed Finn to Roman Reigns. And Demon Finn close out the show. I I hope he doesn't just lose to Roman. We can't have that end that way. But that's how we close it out. Just them staring at each other in the ring. And it was an overall good show at Madison Square Garden because how is it not going to be? What could have made it better? Maybe some matches between some of the women on the roster. We had just the contract signing and no women matches. But who am I? Yeah, I mean, the same thing last week. All, yeah. we, all we really got to see was Becky and Bianca, and then all the rest of the women just, I mean, we did. Were either backstage promos or nothing. We saw Shotzi and Tegan with the backstage, like, asking Paul Heyman if he wanted to ride on their tank. Hilarious. That's all we saw from them. And the SmackDown women were not quiet on Twitter about it. Yeah, I don't blame them. Kind of um, some passive-aggressive tweeting mm-hmm. from Liv and from Carmella, and especially Zelina Vega, who yep. had every reason to want to be on this show mm-hmm. um, and was not put on this show, which is insane to me. But I don't know what... This is, this is, again, this is the problem of you have your top people and then you don't care about who's underneath trying to get up that ladder. Because they have Becky and Bianca mm-hmm. and then nothing else after it. Yeah. Until Sasha comes back, until Bailey comes back. Don't know where Sasha Banks is. Still don't have an answer on that. Yep. 
Uh, but you do have Tony Storm, just chilling. Liv Morgan, Carmella, Zelina Vega, Naomi, Knox, Shotzi, Blackheart, Naomi. That's six women. Not to mention the women's tag team could be wrestling on SmackDown yeah. as well. Yeah. And they're not. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's very... WWE definitely needs to change something. I hope that Vince McMahon took that video that Mick Foley posted the other day and just played it for his creative team. Like, we are really fucking up and this man is saying it and wrestlers listen to him and people are going to jump ship and they should jump ship if they have that opportunity until things change. And until then, we'll just be reporting on the same old, same old. Yeah, another week <laughs> in wrestling. At least there's no real... Again, like no negative news yes, outside of the ring. It's just all just based on the shows. Um, but that is another week. We will see you again on Monday. And follow us everywhere on social media at HeBookSheBook. Check us out every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.